Hey, hey, women's basketball fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you live immediately following game two of the Chicago Sky at the Connecticut Sun. We're talking WNBA playoffs and oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's good, it's good. So all of that coming up next on Locked on Women's Basketball. This episode, of course, on International Podcast Day is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let's get it going. Are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, women's basketball fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you live after the Chicago Sky at Connecticut Sun game two. In case you missed it, in case you missed the last time I went live on YouTube, ooh, we had a double overtime thriller. The Chicago Sky eventually getting the win over the Connecticut Sun on the Connecticut Sun's home court. We'd only seen Connecticut drop one game all regular season on home court and Chicago comes in all big, all bad and gets the road win, an integral road win in these semifinals. But it would not come to pass in the second game. We heard Kurt Miller talk before the series. We heard Kurt Miller talk before this game how one of the keys to the Connecticut Sun game would be to maintain the Chicago Sky offense. Keeping them sub-80 points was one of the things that the Connecticut Sun talked to, and they get this win 79-68 over the Chicago Sky. One of the things, though, at the half, John Quell Jones. Where you at? John Quell Jones took quite some time to get hot in this game. I have been talking on social media and to some of our reporters had a great lunch with Percy Allen of the Seattle Times today. We were talking about it. There were elements of fatigue that I saw in John Quell Jones. And we, we'd seen this early in her career, just times where it didn't look like her fitness and the minutes that she was being act asked to play for the Connecticut Sun matched up well. Um, Kurt Miller has talked about it in the past, you know, her not coming in as fit as he would like. Uh, that's part of the reason why you see her as a, a former most improved player, a former sixth player of the year. But John Quell Jones had gotten, or at least we had thought, had gotten to a point where she could physically be able to contribute as many minutes as the Connecticut Sun needed. We heard that um, Holly Rowe was reporting, and no injury. It's just about. Um, it's just about. Um, John Quill Jones finding her groove. And that's kind of what I felt was missing, not just from John Quill Jones, but quite honestly from the Connecticut Sun. But you know what? AT, the engine, the engine, Alyssa Thomas came up big for the Connecticut Sun in this game. Alyssa Thomas played 24 minutes, had 15 points, 15 points 
11 rebounds, 11 rebounds, six assists, two steals. I mean, AT can do it all. And she's coming back from a massive injury, an Achilles injury in the exit interviews for the Seattle Storm. Uh, Stewie said that she reached out to Alyssa Thomas because she knows how difficult this type of injury can be. We've heard Robin Brown, the team reporter for the Connecticut Sun, say that Dewana Bonner knew that there was uh, and saw personally firsthand that after that injury, AT kind of in her room just could not be bothered, didn't want to get out of bed. There's a, a mental part of this game, and Stewie talked about it. AT has talked about it. Uh, there's a mental part of this game, but also of a recovery from an injury like that. And Alyssa Thomas is showing that, yeah, the engine might be back. Uh, playoff AT, as Holly Rowe said in the post-game interview. But a few other things I want to point out here. Kyla Charles giving the Connecticut Sun 18 good minutes off of the bench. Didn't transpire offensively that much, but um, Kyla Charles stood out to me. Natisha Heideman giving good minutes off of the bench. And it was reported Rebecca and Ryan Rucco, Rebecca Lobo and Ryan Rucco were talking about Jasmine Thomas. Now, this is something I did talk about in my live, and I recapped again for Tuesday's show, or excuse me, Wednesday's show of Locked on Women's Basketball. I did a bonus episode for y'all. Jasmine Thomas needed to get more than the nine points, I believe it was, that she had in game one. She ends game two with 12 points, so much better. She was at uh, two for three from... The, the the arc from downtown and was able to get three assists um had five turnovers though would like to see her clean that up overall you saw that Connecticut still had more turnovers they were plus um there were over 10 turnovers 11 in this game I'd like to see them be able to clean up on the turnovers um another solid performance by Bree Jones solid performance here I think the the scoring was it was a lower scoring game and that's okay Connecticut can play a lower scoring game we also see that they can hit 90 plus but they want to play this kind of game we heard pace mentioned again and um this was more to the Connecticut Suns liking. Now, as far as Chicago, because, you know, if we look at the breakdown, this game was pretty close. Uh, Chicago actually won the first quarter, 23 points they had in the opening frame to Connecticut's 21. Then Connecticut comes back 24-16. So at the half, we're pretty evenly matched. But then it was all Connecticut in the third and fourth. Or, or excuse me, in the fourth quarter, Chicago won the third quarter, 20 to 13, but then 21, they held Chicago to nine points in the final frame. That's the defense that Connecticut did not have on the other side of the ball. You saw that, um, or the other night, excuse me, Candace Parker had 20, what was it? 22 points. I believe the other night had 12 in this one, Allie Quigley, eight points. Courtney Vandersloot, 10 points. So they're holding these teams. Now, Diamond DeShields had a lot of energy, but only five points. Would like to see a little bit more from Diamond. I think she can really have a breakout game, especially defensively for Chicago. They're going to get another win here. Cock Copper, if y'all saw me on the live and on the, the 
cut that I gave y'all for Wednesday's show, you know, and I'm a big fan. Ka had a, a solid game, 13 points, four assists, uh, five rebounds overall. Um, now let's see, turnovers, 11. So both teams did a better job with their turn- turnovers, but not great. Free throws now are something 61% for Connecticut. Not great. Not great. Free throws, they got to do better. They got to do better than that. And they can. And they can do better. So those are some of the things that I'm going to be looking for. But before we continue, let me tell you about a few of our other sponsors. Let me tell you about Sleeper. Now, fantasy sports experts at Sleeper back in 2018 realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Essentially, they felt that they could create something that would be a little bit better than what we had out on the market or what we had on the market at the time. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between all opponents. So remember, this is a one-of-a-kind game pick and the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So if you want to learn more about Sleeper, we are recommending that you check this out, especially if fantasy sports is your jam. Uh, It has cracked fantasy basketball, and it is going to highly improve your fantasy your fantasy uh, league strategy moving forward so download the sleeper app and start a league with your friends today we promise you won't be disappointed so that's sleeper you know i gotta tell you hold on do i have it do i have it over here i don't have it with me i gotta tell you about sweat block I've been I've been telling y'all that I haven't been really doing that seven day challenge because that's I don't know if auntie can go a full seven days without applying deodorant. But I have been using sweat block and I can tell you that this doctor created doctor recommended antiperspirant is quite honestly some of the best that I've ever tried. They have a dry shirt guarantee if sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's currently a number one seller on Amazon in the antiperspirant category. So, you know, it's not fun to be sweating all the time. I'm in here right now. You might tell I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hot. I thought I was going to be cold. I put this on and now I'm a little bit hot, but I tell you what, I'm feeling good knowing that sweat block has got my back. So we are going to give you 20% off at sweatblock.com if you use promo code locked on. Make sure you use the doctor created, doctor recommended antiperspirant the next time you have an important Zoom call, you're doing an interview, or you're going to watch another WNBA game because these semifinals are about to be litty, litty, lit, lit. Okay, that's what we got. Let's keep going with this um, Connecticut and Chicago series. So the series is tied. We head to Connecticut. Some keys for each team. 
I really think that we're going to have to see a little bit more, obviously, from the MVP, John Quell Jones. She made an impact late, especially on the boards. She ended up getting six defensive rebounds, seven rebounds overall. She had four assists. We know that JJ can facilitate. So all of those things tell me that John Quell Jones eventually was able to find her flow. But four points, four points, and the Connecticut Suns still win by 10. You cannot bank on that for the rest of the series because best believe Chicago at home is going to want to run more of an up-tempo pace. And now, you know, I I talk about this. I'm going to call Jackie Powell out a little bit. I'm going to call you out a little bit, Jackie. You know I love you. But I keep telling y'all, Connecticut can run. The thing is that they don't have to run usually because they like to set up their offense. They like to pass the ball. I told you, JJ's got four assists. They can run, and if A. Thomas is going to be the engine, you best believe they're going to run. But when I say pace for Chicago versus pace for Connecticut, two different things. I don't really, I don't really care for it, quite honestly, the pace category and statistic as we talk about it in basketball right now. But the the pace for Chicago is all about transition. And the only way Chicago can get out in transition is if they're getting it done on the boards. But that's where Connecticut thrives and excels. The reason that Chicago was able to get out in transition as much as they did in game one is because their guards were getting it done on the rebounding, the defensive rebounding end. Courtney Vandersloot had a triple-double, if I remember correctly, with 11 assists. Almost all of those, if not all of those, I don't have those stats in front of me right now, were defensive rebounds. That's massive. Defensive rebounds, Courtney Vandersloot. And I talked about this on the stream and in the remix of the stream that I, I posted yesterday on Wednesday. Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot did a fantastic job if their bigs were sealing out John Quell Jones, Bree Jones. They did a great job kind of slithering in and securing the rebound. I want to see more of that defensively for Chicago because if they can do that, seal out and box out, let the ball fall right to their guards, then they will whip that thing down there. And yes, they like to score quickly and early in the shot clock. Whereas Connecticut can get a rebound and they'll run to their offensive side quickly, but then they will fatigue their defense by their passing. So them getting up court quickly, then being able to find the seams and tire out the defense, that's the quickness and the pace that Connecticut likes to play with versus Chicago. So one is pace as we think of it as a statistical category, and the other one is more about tempo. And I think Connecticut plays at a quote-unquote slower pace by the stat, but they can play an up-tempo game, but at the half-court whereas Chicago likes to really whip down the court and be in transitional offense. So that's what I see as the difference. I know Jackie's always asking me 
you know, because she knows I don't like it when I say, don't, don't, don't like, don't tell me that Connecticut can't run. You know, they ain't a bunch of aunties. And I mean me running up and down the court sucking wind because I used to be able to ball. I can't do it no more like I used to. But that's not the issue. So as we saw in that double OT game, that was more of a Connecticut or excuse me, more of a Chicago pace running up and down. I didn't feel that Connecticut was frantic. I did feel that they were maybe a little bit um, uncomfortable, but it wasn't that they were frantic. It wasn't necessarily that they were sped up. I think the pace of the game, they, they, I think, I don't know. I think it was less the pace that um, Chicago was running and more so that just Connecticut, they they almost didn't seem awake, you know? So not like, oh, what's happening? Frantic's too, it's moving too fast. They were just kind of like, ah, yeah, game one, we're here, we're at home. Mm. You know, it just kind of felt like as intense as that game was that still, for whatever reason, Connecticut wasn't at their uh, at their peak energy. They did not have their peak energy, and we saw definitely more of that Connecticut energy tonight, and they get the win. So these games will, or excuse me, these teams will face off again. If we look at the schedule, they're going to face off again in Chicago on Sunday. So again, some of the keys is really going to be for Chicago. They have to get it done defensively so that then they can move in that transitional pace that they like for the Connecticut Sun. It's more of the same of what we saw tonight, which is um, being able to get to the half court game quickly and then be able to fatigue their defense by taking as many options or, um, you know, passing the ball, having that ball be in motion as often as possible. The injection of Alyssa Thomas was fantastic. The efficiency and the consistency of Jasmine Thomas tonight was very important. We also saw Breon January getting it done. We saw, I mentioned Kyla Charles, of course, Breon Jones, uh, Brianna Jones. Like, I mean, it's just, uh, it was more of a complete game. Dewana Bonner, solid game. I think we can see though, if we can see Bonner take over, then you that's when you really see um, this Connecticut Sun team start to close the door. I still, they are the one seed. Uh, they're playing the sixth seed. I still have them as my favorites in this series. So these two teams will face off again at 1 p.m. Eastern time on October 3rd which is Sunday, right? Because today's the 30th, first is Friday, second. Yes, on Sunday, on Sunday, the third. I'm also here on the West Coast. So what is that, 11? Or what time is it? 1, 12, 11, 10. 10, oh my goodness, even earlier. All right, luckily I, I will be done, or I should be done with Seattle Kraken stuff. I'm not sure if they're going to have practice. They have games. For those of you who watch me on Locked on Kraken, um, they have games Friday, tomorrow night, and Saturday night. So I'm actually glad that it, it works out. A little more rest for some players. Um, 
you know, I think this will be, uh, I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a good game. I still give the edge to Connecticut, but if for whatever reason the travel doesn't suit them, they're going to have, they're in enemy territory. The, the, the Chicago Sky fans are going to come with it. I believe it was the, uh, the, uh, one of the Chicago accounts did a little poll. I had Connecticut, um, you know, within a margin of five, but I think one of the, the options was 10 plus, but I had them uh, winning by about five points, but they, they doubled that up essentially. Um, all right. But as I mentioned to you at the top of this live show, this show is being brought to you by rockauto.com, my favorite family owned business. Um, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain store to carry everything that everyone, any, and, and anyone anywhere needs for their auto that needs for their, their auto needs. That's a little redundant that needs for their car or vehicle, excuse me. So why endure the pointless and seamless intimidating questioning from someone that doesn't know your car like you do when instead you can just use your tablet, you can use your mobile device, you can use your laptop and go to rockauto.com and choose only the brand, um, that you are really looking for. You can look for specific makes, specific models, the, all of the specifications that you need as opposed to only what a brick and mortar store carries. So again, these prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you need, brake parts, tail lamp, even new carpet. And so it's an easy to explore website that you can check out at your leisure. So we want you to head to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car and type locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So that rock auto knows that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. And it might not be for us gridiron season because we are still very much locked into the WNBA playoffs, but we have to acknowledge that football is back. And along with the football season is a new updated site and interface for betonline.ag, which of course is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. You can use whatever device that gives you internet and sign up today for a welcome bonus, a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. And that's when you use promo code locked on. So from football to, of course, basketball and the other sport that I cover for the Locked On Network, hockey. Uh, oh, and in and that's also includes your Vegas casino games. You don't have to wait to take advantage of the amazing offers that are here in 2021. So bet online, of course, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and bet online is where the game starts. So we're thankful to all of you for making locked on women's basketball. One of your listens, if not your first listen. And again, it is international podcast day. I wanted to come on here live because we have some amazing action happening in the WNBA, including Game two happening right now, the Phoenix Mercury, hot dang, 
35-17 in the first quarter. I was feeling good. I was on uh, the BBC today talking about the WNBA, and I was feeling good about this Aces teams as Kelsey Plum hits it from deep. 33.9 seconds left, 35-20 in favor of the Phoenix Mercury. I was feeling good about this, but you know what? BG, Brittany Griner, said today, the Phoenix Mercury are taking this game as a single elimination game. And throughout the history of the Phoenix Mercury, when we have single elimination, well, we already know what DT and Phoenix's record is. So maybe getting into that do or die mentality is exactly what they need to do as BG beats the double team to make it 37-20. This happening right over on ESPN too. I, I was I was taking Vegas maybe to go up early, but they're gonna need to get some work done. It's been interesting to see how Bill Lambeer deploys his post players. He has Kia Stokes right now coming off the bench after being waived. What? From the New York Liberty, putting up minutes against Brittany Griner. And you know what? That was a good acquisition for the Las Vegas Aces because Liz Cambage limited minutes as she's recovering from COVID-19. And so we'll see what Liz Cambage is looking like. I was thinking maybe the way the Las Vegas Aces played in game one, maybe, you know, Liz could take a little rest and uh, see it all the way to the finals, but I don't know. Hey, Phoenix Mercury came out swinging. As a matter of fact, let me let me look at this box. Who, who are they getting this? Where are they getting this? Uh, where are they getting this uh, scoring from? Let me check it out. Let me check it out right now for you. 37-20 in the first quarter. Okay. Okay, Brittany Griner with an easy, easy 16. And light work. An easy 16. Brittany Griner has 16 points in the first quarter. In the first quarter. Y'all. Woo, y'all. What we doing? What we doing? Of course, I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball. We going live with the post game. But y'all, Brittany Griner has 16 points already. And this is where, for me, Stokes um, is solid but not shut down. I don't see her as a starter that I want going up against Brittany Griner in the semifinals of the WNBA playoffs type post player. Not for me. All right. Who else? Kia Nurse with six points. All right. I like it. Skylar Diggins-Smith with eight for Phoenix. Um, For Las Vegas, their leading scorer right now is Jackie Young with six. And then you have Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum with five points apiece. Today, it was announced officially that Kelsey Plum is the sixth player of the year. I... Did not vote for her for sixth player of the year because I voted for her for most improved. And I made that case on another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. But essentially, I will summarize it here for you. You know, and I I talked about this on the show, so you'll have to listen to it. But, you know, I don't consider Kelsey Plum having her best numbers of her career almost doubling, almost doubling 
her points per game as a comeback. If it was a comeback, like she snapped back right, right back to what she had consistently through her career about, um, you know, and that's not what we're seeing from Kelsey Plum. We are seeing her after an Achilles injury. We are seeing her have the best numbers of her career. So don't call it a comeback because she's going to places she ain't never been. So that's why for me, that is the case for most improved. Apparently, allegedly, according to the league, if you're having a comeback year, you can't be considered for most improved. I don't know. Auntie said what she said. Kelsey Plum most improved in my book because six woman for me, I thought Marina Mabry put some respect on her name. As far as I could see, only two people voted for Marina Mabry. Dierica Hamby had a lot of sixth woman or sixth player of the year votes. See, y'all making me wonder. Y'all making me wonder. Uh, Dierica Hamby, I don't think was the best option off the bench in the league. So I don't, I don't know how Hamby had all them. I don't know how Hamby had all them uh, votes, but I also have thought Marina Mabry should have been six player of the year before. So, you know, sometimes I guess people go with what they know, but that didn't make no sense to me. Um, I also heard that Karina, of course, and Bradshaw talked about Asia Wilson not being on a defensive list. I thought, see, I wasn't really understanding how people were getting so mad about these defensive player of the year or um, defense, all defensive teams, excuse me. Um, but Asia Wilson not being on there. Yes, that was a glaring hole. So if you're not listening to Karina and Bradshaw on Mondays, make sure you make that as a part of your first listen on Mondays. But um, all right, 39-24. We saw that uh, Raquana Williams getting it done was the leading scorer in game one for the Las Vegas Aces, followed by, of course, Kelsey Plum. So the Aces getting a lot off the bench. Um, you heard, ooh, Diana Taurasi talking about this is the best that her ankle has felt. I just saw her freaking just bang, tray right in Kelsey Plum's face. She played pretty good defense, Plum did, but didn't matter. No matter when you've got the white mamba. White Mamba, Diana Taurasi, said to, uh, you know, said to the ESPN crew that this is the best her ankle has ever felt. Oh, and she hits another one, this time uncontested. And if that's the truth, and DT don't seem like a liar, she might be a lot of things, but, you know, she don't, she keeps it 100%, even when maybe she shouldn't. Um, but uh, if DT is feeling good, oh, no, oh, no. Might be trouble. There was no travel. You got to remember that DT in this game one of this series was traveling from Seattle. Not a far, not far, but anytime you have to fly and you have any inf inflammation, some of y'all know, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You have any inflammation, flying only makes it worse. The pressure, all of the things sitting down, you know, and they're not chartering, not like the Kraken team that I'm covering. Um, in the National Hockey League, they're not chartering. So anyway, Liz Cambage, we saw her get a little bit of time, but she has also been vocal about how she's not fully at hurt, 
game ready, you know, in season lung capacity. And we saw a little bit of that as she comes off the court, a little bit of fatigue there. Kelsey Plum gets a nice steal and the dish 45 30 though, in favor of the Phoenix Mercury. So we're going to have to see how that game goes. I might give you a little bit of a bonus something, but I wanted to make sure to do the coverage of game one or excuse me, game two of the first series. That's the series that's on East coast time. Oh, now we're just exchanging threes. Raquana Williams. Oh, not only does she make the shot, but she's like, I got a foul. I'm going to need y'all to call the contact. Raquana Williams. All right. This is about to be a good one, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to pop back on here, give you a little, oh, oh, my goodness. Shooter's going to shoot. Oh, my Lord. I didn't think I was going to be doing this live, but listen, this is Shooter's going to shoot. Oh, Lord. This is about to be a crazy game. Phoenix already has 50. We're not even halfway through the second period. This, the scoring in this game, about to be off the charts. If last game was about defense, this game and this series is all about the offense. Hello, let's go. All right, y'all, definitely going to have to come back as long as I don't fall asleep, because I'm going to be honest, I don't know what time I'm on. I Halfway I'm on East Coast time. I'm halfway on West Coast time. But this game is going to keep me up and hooting and hollering up in here. I can tell you that right now. All right, y'all. That's all for this live um, post game. This is after the Connecticut Sun get their first win of the semifinals against the Chicago Sky. Get it done with limited contribution from John Quell Jones. So we're going to have to see what happens as the series shifts over to Chicago. But right now, I'm going to let y'all know it might be time to tune in to this Phoenix at Las Vegas game. But before we get out of here, let me tell you that betting on basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and of course, Lee Sterling's lock of the day. And the lock of the day, if, if it was me, might be Diana Taurasi. Anyway, you follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts and on International Podcast Day. Thank you once again for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen when it comes to podcasts about women's basketball. But for now, your auntie, AKA, or I should say Erica Lindsay Ayala, a.k.a. your auntie, signing out.